This podcast was brought to you by Good Episode Productions. You like it. Three, two, one. Did you do it? I did it. Then we fucking nailed it again. We fucking nailed it. God, we're fucking perfect. <laughs> right. Cool. Cool. Merry Christmas. All right, uh, hello and welcome to Attack on Attack on Titan. Uh, where two leftists reread and dunk in the fascist manga known as Attack on Titan. I'm your host, Ali Slash Milk. I'm your host, Rowan, and you don't have to call me by the other name. It's fine. Just call no, me it's Rowan. just for me. Give me just for Ali Slash Milk. No one else. Mm-hmm. I'm not calling you Milk, by the way. I'm not doing that. Fucking pussy. You <laughs> <laughs> realize I'm a uh... fucking coward. He won't call me Milk. <laughs> I'm not an internet friend. We were recording in two rooms in the same house. Fuck you. By a phone call. It's been a pretty fun one. Yeah, you know, it's been a slog to sort of, you know, put this out every week for the past year of, of the difficulty of 2020 through COVID. But we've, we've really, really done it. You know what I mean? We really got through. We've really powered mastered through. our craft, I'd say. Yeah, and, and now, you know, for the final episode of 2020... Probably, I don't know. Will we do one next week? Who the fuck knows? For the final uh, episode of 2020, <laughs> we're actually starting the premise of the show. Yeah, let's let's actually start talking about the manga. Maybe. A crazy thought, I think. Pretty wild. Mm, yeah. <laughs> hey, I don't think it's that good, Ali. So I read it today. I read the first four chapters, mm. literally minutes ago. And I, I don't think it's very good. Hesitantly, I would say... The writing's pretty dog shit. Honestly, I know we it gets a lot of shit for the art, but the art is better than the writing. Oh, by fucking far, dude. is horrifically bad. It is like everything that you shouldn't do in a comic or a manga is like what he does. Oh, yeah. Like just flat exposition. You know what I mean? That's like all it is. Anyway, let's get into the summary. So... <laughs> People know what we're talking about. The podcast begins. Chapter 1. To you, 2,000 years from now. We start off uh, with writing with the survey corpse in the uh, in the forests outside the uh, walls. Well, first uh, we horseback. start with that day the human race remembered oh, yes. the terror of being dominated by them. them. The shame of being held captive in a birdcage. I wonder if they're going to mention birdcages anymore in this. I wonder first. if they're going to talk about the nine-year-old's dumb philosophy. He is so annoying. Anyway, you keep going okay, and then I'll talk about go. how much we'll I hate him. I'll get to talk about his stupid philosophy degree in this chapter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alright. Uh... What was I? Oh yeah, so the survey corps are trying to attack just the one titan, uh, even though they're about to lose, like, 95 dudes in one go. Uh, they split up into five groups, they uh, leap from their horseback and switch to the uh, newly introduced vertical maneuvering system and uh, begin their attack. They decide to strike all at the same time, but considering, like, most of them die, I kind of feel like 
there's just a lot of crossfire and they kind of just disembowel each other. Yeah, also, why can he draw horses good, but he can't draw He's so fucking good beings. at the horses. The horses it's all ridiculous. look really good. It's the only thing... He can draw the horses and he can draw the 3D maneuver gear for some reason. Yeah. The two most technical parts of drawing, but then he can't draw, like, a normal proportioned human body. Like, not even on the Titans. The Titans are on purpose badly proportioned for, I don't know, horror reasons. He's been reading a lot I mean, of Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah. But... Badly. Like, the, the human beings look fucking shit. <laughs> Like, every time they're, like, close-ups or, like, action scenes with the maneuvering gear, it really puts into focus, like, man, this dude is really, is actually pretty good at drawing. But only for those things. Only for animals and this weird tech system he's invented. But people, god no. Absolute dog shit otherwise. Yeah... I don't know, every line is so bad, like, let's teach this thing, the power of the human race, like, it's oh, just like, okay. God, just awesome. the most miserable writing. Great. The world's most sludgy, thick foreshadowing. Kill it without fail, like, it, it just doesn't, I don't know, I don't, it's just very flat. Oh, and very like, ah, oh, cool, I've seen action movies, you know. Yeah. So we cut to uh, Aaron waking up in a field against a tree from a nap. Uh, Mikasa wakes him up. And this is when we get our first hint that uh, maybe he has always planned the time travel thing. <laughs> because, what's he say? Uh, Mikasa, when did your hair get so long? Which, um, side note, future Mikasa has extremely short hair. So I'm starting to think that time travel Aaron theory might be real. Yeah, I kind of noticed that. And I was like, maybe... I think he maybe was like, I'll do time travel, but I don't yeah. think he like was like, this is exactly what I'm going to do. He's sort of leaving no. himself open-ended stuff. He opened some like major certain. doors really early. Yeah, but I don't think he... Just because he does that doesn't mean that he really planned it all through. No, I don't, I don't think he had a full plan. I just otherwise, think... it would maybe be better. <laughs> yeah, no, if you had a full concept plan for this thing, it would, like it will be a more quality piece than it actually is. Mm. Let's see. Oh, yeah. Aaron kind of quickly forgets his uh, uh, time travel vision slash dream. The boy is just absolutely weeping. Uh, and yeah, he doesn't really he's know crying why. like a bitch, and everyone, like, reminds him about it. To quote my notes, uh, cut to Aaron waking up in a field against a tree, crying, brackets, pussy or time travel? <laughs> Who could tell? And then, it could be anything. Cool. My favorite line, you reek of liquor, which I read incorrectly, and I thought he was saying, I thought, because I couldn't understand this panel, The this is Aaron telling that other dude, you reek of liquor. However, Pants. I thought it was that other dude telling Aaron, you reek of liquid, and that is why I knew you were crying. I thought he could smell Aaron crying, and I thought what? that was the funniest thing in the entire fucking world. I smell your fear, boy. Look, he simply smells tears. And I was like, damn, is that how the human body works? Alright, cool. I mean, cool. Then, listen, they had gene experiments done on them. Who knows what they could be capable of now? Mm, that's very the seventh true. seventh sense. Fear. <laughs> damn, they made a guy. He's got a shitty little stash. Oh, wait, hold on, what? Oh, I don't know yeah, his yeah. name, Ali. I'm not. I said it earlier. Cannot... You don't listen to me. 
You can't expect me to have any memories of what these people are named. I, I said it l- about 30 seconds ago. His name is Hans. Hans, damn. I wonder if that is uh, European. Who knows? Okay. Uh, we get the... Oh, yeah. So the year is 845. We get some shots of, like, the outermost wall city. Aaron's still sniffling. And everyone's like, damn, is that pussy still crying? <laughs> Holy shit, I'm going to point it out to this child I'm, that he's crying. I'm, gonna, I'm laughing at my own notes, because he, he's talking to uh, Mikasa and making a promise not to uh, tell any anybody about the crying. <laughs> she makes a comment about, like, hey, you should get your dad to check you out. But in my, ro- in my notes, I wrote, why don't you have your dad examine you for being a pussy-ass little bitch boy? <laughs> The thing is, I really, I do like Mikasa. Like, she's really fucking cool. Eren just sucks. Yeah. He's a shitty little kid, and it makes me angry. She's the only good one. Mm. Also, I just find it really weird that she's like, maybe you should get your dad, the doctor, to see if there's anything wrong with you. Because, you know, you're crying. Which is just like, I don't think crying is like a medical thing. I will give her, I'll give her a little bit in the... He did just wake up sobbing and he doesn't know why. No, that's fine. We've all been there. <laughs> we weren't doing that at like nine years old. Mm. Well, maybe you just, your life wasn't fucked up enough, like Aaron's. <laughs> maybe I didn't kill two, a grown adult man as a child. Like, and Mika, she's aware of that. So like, I'm like, yeah, maybe the kid has, I don't I mean, know, trauma. Not just aware of it, she killed the other one. Oh, uh, yeah, but she's fine because she's tough as fuck. And she would well, never no, cry because she she's not a piss baby. Well, she can't cry now because she's entered gene slave mode. Before this, she had a personality. Oh, yeah, now she's a gene slave. She must yeah, that was that was the his, switch. Before that, whims. I mean, she's, she's got a line about it later. It's something along the lines of, like, I died and was resurrected. Something mm. like that. It's some real bullshit. Hey, Ali, I hate it. It's bad. Okay, then let me continue. All right. I can't wait to get to that. Continue. Well, then let me speak and I can it. get there. <laughs> if you shut your bitch mouth, I can get there faster. <laughs> you have your own chapters to talk about. I simply like to derail you. Yeah, I've noticed. <laughs> okay. Uh, bitch boy. Uh, there we go. Uh, I meet up with local alcoholic border guard, Mr. Hans. Uh, he's fucking sloshed on the job with his mates. They all, I noted, they all have, they're all drinking out of individual liquor bottles. Yeah, like, one has a full tankard, and I'm like, just in the street. (laughs) I like how Aaron is just like, "Mm, I think maybe drinking on the job's bad. And they're like, no, we can use this 3D maneuver gear no matter what. (laughs) We're fine, we're adults, baby boy. I can definitely do drunk. It's not, I don't know, a three-dimensional attack fucking sword shit. It's, you know. It's, it's not fucking rocket science. They do offer uh, uh, Aaron some alcohol, <laughs> which is very funny. Uh, they're just like, oh, it's super boring work. We just sit here all day. It's been like a hundred years. There's like lazy foreshadowing about the event that's literally about to happen at the end of this chapter. Mm. Uh, hey, question. Yes. Aaron, straight edge? This I'm trying to think about because at it, when they when they like when they graduate they are drinking out of tankards and I do think they might be getting sloshed. 
No, actually, Aaron's drinking juice. Because he's <laughs> they straight They don't edge. have juice. After the fall of War Maria, they had to cull 20% of humanity. There's no juice left. They lost all of the crops in that zone. Yeah, I was actually thinking about how they lost, like, the majority of their agricultural area. You know exactly. Um, That's why they had to kill, like, so many people. Because they lost all of the farms. Damn. That sounds like, I don't know, man, f-f-f-fascist? Hmm, much to think about. Much to think about. Anyway, uh, quote, they say the war hasn't been broken down in a hundred years. Hmm, wonder who told them that one. Uh, it's Aaron talking about how it's dangerous to feel at ease. And we get a great, pe- a great line from Hans, which is, I'm not gonna second guess Dr. Jaeger, this town's benefactor. It's so it's so exposition heavy. They're like, oh my god, it's miserable. they have to they speak in a way that's like they're constantly saying people's names in a way that's really clunky. And I mean, part yeah. of that could be an English translation thing. Like I understand, but it is like yeah. your father, the doctor of this town. Like, okay, I don't think why would you say that, Darren? Though it's not how people speak. And also, you'd all pick you'd pick it all up from like just. You know, context. Like, if a dude's a doctor at this sort of time period that it seems to be set, and you just assume that he's probably a bigwig in the town. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't need you to be like, this town's benefactor. It's like, I can contextually understand that that's what's happening. It's pretty clear. Also, uh, Aaron does sick him with a dope burn, with, with a stop calling yourselves garrison squad and make it a war construction corps instead. Fucking get his ass, bro. <laughs> Tear him down. And then he's like, yeah, maybe we should just be called that. Yeah, he completely. He's like, yeah, that's probably a better word. He's like, yeah, no, that works. I'm good with that one. Because that is kind of what they do. We learned that like basically every other military unit is like, oh, bro, the survey cops are fucking nuts. Why did like? Why would you ever want to leave? Uh, and then here's when uh, Aaron's baby philosophy degree is introduced with uh, the running theme of, isn't that like being a caged animal? Don't you want to be free? But even then, he says something a bit, like, in that sort of thing where it's like, but it's dangerous to feel at ease like this. My father says so. And yeah, I yeah. just rules like, oh, so everything that Aaron believes about, like, caged animals and blah, 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 is pretty much, I interpret, as coming straight from his dad. 100%. Like, he's literally just one of those little kids that just repeats their fucking parents' opinions over and over and over again while everyone else is like, hey, can you just chill the fuck out? And he hasn't even please? eaten his dad yet. I don't know, he hasn't even eaten his dad yet. Like, bro, give yourself some time to be your own person before you become your dad via time travel. Yeah, and I don't know, I just think it's like... Just, he's so... I would understand there being like one part where he kind of talks about that, but it's literally every single scene hammers it home that Aaron is like paranoid and thinks that everyone should be exploring the outside world and that any form of human life sacrifice is worth that. And it's like, yeah. that's a very, like, 10-year-old that thinks the death penalty is a good idea uh, belief. You know what I mean? That's very. like people who are like, what if we just had a benevolent dictator kind of belief? You know people who have never thought about politics in their fucking lives? And true, he's a small child, but also he's annoying, so I don't care. <laughs> exactly. So then the bells start ringing and uh, ding ding ding, the survey corps have returned and it's super depressing. Mm. I, uh, I do like that. Sorry, I do like that they have 
uh, this little bit between where you see like a Titan that's really small, like approaching the big wall. Um, oh yeah yeah as they're talking that's a really cool panel i just wanted to say that but also i like that every time they talk about how many meters something is there's an asterisk to tell me how many feet <laughs> yeah it is. they list it every time and i'm like i don't okay i don't need that mm. so yeah the survey calls return and almost everybody who's returning has suffered some horrible injuries uh, they're like missing limbs they've lost eyes and shit <laughs> Over 100 set out, and less than 20 returned. Mm. We get uh, one named casualty, uh, which is uh, fucking rest and violence, Braum. Uh, his mother's out crying out there. Uh, was my son useful to you? He helped humanity to get one step closer, right? Uh, while she's cradling his uh, hand, I think. Yeah. It looks... Side note. And dude's like, yeah, of hand. course. Well, he starts saying that he starts he starts lying and like, oh yeah, he was good. This this had a, this this went very well, and then he has a full blown meltdown and starts we accomplished screaming, nothing. Yeah, screaming like, oh, we've done nothing. Uh, everything was wasted. Everyone keeps dying. This sucks. Shit. I don't know what the fuck Titans are. Uh, everybody around him is like, damn, bro, the Cybercops are a waste of taxes, which I think is yeah. Correct. Everyone's like, to be fair, I will say in terms of society. That, like, horrific scene being met with random people being like, can't believe my taxes pay for this, is truly accurate. Like, someone being like, damn, I just watched people be eaten alive, I can't believe I survived this. And then some dickhead being like, mmm, my tax, I I basically pay your wages, can't believe you wasted them like this. (laughs) (laughs) Like, okay. You're not paying that many of their wages, because most of them die anyway, so I mean... Fucking quit bitching. Mm. I'm amazed that they managed to even retain ranks, but I understand I probably like the propaganda and stuff with little there's probably heaps of little errands running around. Like the amount of this is the thing, they die. These people get eaten by Titan and they probably have children who are Aaron's age or younger who are like, I'm gonna do it just like me poppy. You know what just I mean? Like I'm gonna pap. <laughs> and so they're probably like I always assumed like there's probably like survey core families of just like a cyclical dying <laughs> dying children growing up to get married have one kid and then die you know what i mean no guaranteed dude aaron hits him in the head with a rock i know aaron like pokes awesome. him with the fu- some of the firewood that he's carrying oh does he <laughs> yeah he like i just he slams him in the back of the skull with the firewood before uh mikasa grabs him and fucking scores a strike bowling him into a wall Everything Mikasa does is really good. I love her. <sighs> she's just a very... I think just because she's next to Eren all the time, it makes her seem so much better. That's true. But also, I think he's kind of constantly running his mouth off, and she only says things when it's, like, actually important. Yeah. You know? Uh, basically, she just doesn't want him to join the survey courts, and they uh, head home, and then Mikasa immediately tells his parents that he's trying to join the survey corps. <laughs> Like a rat. Like a fucking rat bitch. Uh, his mom is very angry, and uh, Grisha, his dad, seems extremely ambivalent. He's like, yeah, alright. This See. makes sense. I've, I have instilled my boy with all of these thoughts. Um, then Aaron gets to talk more about his philosophy degree. I don't want to spend my whole life inside the wall, ignorant of what's happening out there. 
if there's no one to carry on, everyone who died before me will die in vain. I don't think that's true. No, that's not like the really. fucking edit of the trolley problem meme, where it's like if we stop the trolley, uh, all these other people who we ran over will have died for nothing. As like there is like a, a sea of other people tied to the tracks. I will give him one thing, and that he doesn't know it, but he is correct because everybody is about to die because uh, the like the time set by uh, the king when he first made the walls has kind of run out where he was like, yo, just give us like a couple, give us a while just to be ignorant in bliss and then you can kill us. But like, give us a bit first. Yeah. You think the royal family might have prepared better? I mean, that was the whole point is that they weren't going to prepare. They didn't want to prepare because they wanted everyone to die. That's insane. That's not how politics works. Moving on. I mean, like, that was like the specific, like, they talk about it, I think I mentioned it last, I think I mentioned it last episode, where, like, Carl Fritz, like, specifically instilled a, like, pacifist mentality into the founding Titan, so that no inheritor of the Titan is willing to attack anybody, specifically so they are open to assault from all angles. Jesus. That's, he's That's the so dude who weird. invented shame. That's how it is. Hmm. Anyway, we, they mentioned bird cages again. Yeah, Aaron has his bird cage metaphor again. Uh, Grisha uh, is infected with bad dad disease and just decides to go uh, and leave the house. He kind of approves of Aaron and then offers to let him into his basement when he gets back. Which inside the basement is like, yeah, the outside world's real, bro. <laughs> it's not a, it's not a lie. It's the shit out there. They got blimps. <laughs> oh yeah, there's there's the final the final closing line from Aaron. The way I see it, people who people who are satisfied living like caged birds are the real fools. And then Mikasa does like a long sigh, like okay, all yeah, right. He's like moving on. I'll look after this, bro. That and boy uh, is foolhardy. <laughs> then we cut straight to the best part of this chapter, where Armin gets called a heretic. <laughs> <laughs> it's so just. What fucking child knows the word heretic? Who bullies another kid for being a heretic? We specifically bullies him for being a heretic and also for not wanting to punch him back. Also, he gets confused because Armin talks circles around him, philosophizing. You know I'm right and won't debate me, so that's as good as admitting defeat. You won't debate me, bro? Why would you meet Armand in the marketplace of ideas? <laughs> bro, come at and me then, uh, mentally. I think the best part is when Aaron shows up and they're like, oh, yeah, let's kick his ass. And then, like, Mikas is right behind him. <laughs> it's so good. And it's like, like, forget oh, it, fuck, Mikas is going to beat our ass. And then Aaron's like, they saw me and, r- and ran away. <laughs> okay, Aaron. How does how is Aaron so unaware of that? Ev- he is just so ineffective, and it's just that Mikas is always with him. The and dumbest everyone man alive. gives a fuck about her. Yeah. Anyway, I love bullying these little kids. Let's keep going. That's great. You got any more bullying things to say? Armin's haircut is weird. Anyway, it's I would th- see if anyway. I was bullying him, and I was like ten. I would bully for real reasons, like having a bowl cut. Like, that's a reason to bully another kid when you're a child. My brother tried to tell me I have a bowl cut now, and I felt very offended. 
You don't have a bowl it's cut. It's not a bowl cut. Also, I'm a girl, so I'm allowed to have a bowl cut, and it's good. You're a lesbian, so you're allowed to have whatever shitty haircut exactly, you want, it's fine. and it's I'm really justified. good. You could have a mullet, and I'd be like, fuck yeah. Oh, dude, I fucking wish. I will give another point to Aaron, though, in that he is anti-monarchy. You know what? Aaron can have a little rights. The, the king is a coward. All kings are cowards. That's true. That's what we learned, that it's taboo to, like, express any interest in going outside the walls. Which is, like... Yeah. Which is why Armin was being branded a heretic. Elizabeth II, meet me in the marketplace of ideas. Yeah. Uh, there we, there we, oh, there's our next bit of foreshadowing. I wonder if that's the only reason. Yeah, hmm, much to think about, Armin. I hope we find out in less than, like, 80 chapters. <laughs> Wonder when we'll find out what's in that funny basement. And, uh, rounding out the chapter one, we have... Just because the wall hasn't been breached in a hundred years, there's no guarantee that they won't break through it today. And For then example. immediately we get the boom sound effect, and we see a Damn. big sexy hand gripping the top of the wall, and he's here. It's the Colossus Titan. <laughs> it's Berthold. <laughs> it's my favorite boy, Berthold. Isn't I love how they do first go like an earthquake? It's like you know what it is. You are literally just sitting there talking about how it could happen at any moment. That's the thing. It's like some it of the dialogue. Any day today, for example, it's just so clunky. <laughs> today, yeah, for example, it's rough, dude. Hey, what the heck are you looking at? Just say, just say fuck. Just say hell, Aaron. Aaron, Aaron won't say hell, and it's annoying me. Hey, what if Aaron said frick frack instead? Mm. That wall's 50 meters high. Mm. Big hand. Big head. Oh, frick. A titan. Holy fuck. His feet look shit. The that's feet, not feet are so bad, dude. The feet, that's it's not so feet. rough. That is a club with The toes. Colossal Titan gets better to look at as time goes on, but, like, first off, it sucks major balls. Damn. Chapter 2 That day Starts with more exposition Anyway I'm, Am I summarizing this one? Yeah 1, 2, 1, 2 Scary for this to make a lot less sense Because I have not written notes <laughs> Nice work I just Crack open a fucking Kirk's what, Lemon you, oh, squash oh, and Lemon squash? That good shit? Mm-hmm. I'm sitting here drinking my 1.5 liter uh, Lipton peach iced tea <laughs> Alright, so as everyone knows, 107 years ago, the entire human race, save for us, was devoured by the Titans. I just, this is just exposition. It's just telling it's, us it's, stuff that we covered in. fake exposition. This is just like, yeah, obviously this is just what they believe. It's whatever. Yeah. It's technically not true. So they're basically like, mm, everyone outside the wall is dead. They made big walls. Now we have been safe for 100 years. Now we're not. Um, it's being delivered by a Survey Corps trainee man, I don't know. He's like a commander. Five years ago, when the tragedy struck again, so it's basically just a five-year gap, and now we're seeing, like, Aaron being spoken to by, uh, as he's, like, entering or exiting or whatever the, the trainee Corps. Yeah, it's, like, it's the, uh, it's the final, like... Graduation? The final meet, yeah, it's, like, graduation from the 104th, uh, training corps. But it's, like, interspersed with, like, flashbacks to that day that we saw at the end of the last chapter. Yeah. And they keep mentioning uh, heights that get uh, little asterisks and defeat. 
And yeah, so we're basically going through. We're seeing everything be destroyed. We're seeing the three of them running around. It's honestly, I do like when there's no people in it. Like a lot of the uh, images of like houses being destroyed and like rocks flying and all that stuff is pretty good. Like it, you know, except for I the like very it. that really funny panel of the two kids like staring at the dad whose entire like torso up got crushed by a rock <laughs> it just looks so comical it looks he it looks like a pair of jeans have been stuffed with straw and like put socks on the end yeah uh Aaron's so like damn we need to go back and get my mom and it's like okay cool and he's like there's no way my house was hit you know she's already escaped like that he's trying to convince happen. herself that she's all right my house will be there. I'll just round the the corner. Nothing bad will happen to my mom. I'm an I'm a manga protagonist, and that's not how it works. My mom looks like the most generic dead anime mom, and she's just generically nice. <laughs> but yeah, no, she's been crushed. Well, half she's still alive. Well, her legs have been crushed, and she's like, "Hey guys, um, I'm just gonna chill here. You guys go on ahead. Uh, I'm sure I'll get out by myself. You just run along now, children." Get gone now. You can't do and this. Then... You're weak babies. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, hmm, Titans are entering the city. But, uh, yeah, so they're like, mm, no, Mum, we'll actually we'll carry you. And she's like, please obey me one last time. <laughs> <laughs> At least obey me this last time. Aaron, you're such a shit kid, and you're so difficult. <laughs> Why don't you ever listen to me? And then we get that sort of, the, honestly, kind of like a famous anonymous Titan with the big scary grin. Yeah, being like, hey, this I'm is, coming. This is Dina Fritz, Grisha's ex-wife. <laughs> Jesus, you really? You some milf on milf vault? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, this is this is this this is Dina Fritz, hot milf action. Mmm. Cool. Hans Juicy. is back. Haynes is back. Mister Haynes, here he comes. He's and here. He's, he's like... drunk. He's ready to fight. <laughs> he's had a bottle of wine. He's here to he's take had the children. Multiple bottles of wine. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he's like, mm, I'll slay the titan, and then he looks at it, and he goes, actually, I won't slay the titan, give me the kids. <laughs> he has a crisis of confidence, and, uh, he's like, ah, oh, shit. Yeah, I'm definitely not gonna do this, I'm gonna put my knives away, I'm gonna grab the kids. Mmm, goodbye. And then Aaron's like, damn, uh, you're a coward. But he also is like, see, if I was, say, grabbing a child, and you know, running away with them, I would maybe not carry them in a way that makes them face their mom so they watch her be eaten. At the very least, I'd, you know, cover their eyes with my hand and just be like, come on now, kid, let's go. But instead, Aaron gets to watch graphically as his mom is uh, chomped down on. Bitten graphically. I will, I'll, I'll give Haynes a brief one in that when he grabs them facing away but then Aaron does wriggle around to watch. That's his choice. Aaron is just a fucking idiot. He's like decoy when I pick him up. He's just squirming constantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Aaron loses it then. He elbows Haynes <laughs> in the back of the fucking head. It's like he's trying to fucking save you. You're such a shithead. Aaron does CQC against a grown man trained by the military. I do love how much Aaron is willing to just adults it's really good honestly and and fucking whatever he has around 
But then, like, dude's like, I didn't face the Titan because I wasn't brave enough. It's like, yeah, dude, that's a good idea. I think you would have died. You're fucking sloshed on the job, bro. You would not have made it. It's amazing that he's alive when he was chilling right where it got kicked in. Oh, yeah. Then we have some funny boat refugee stuff where they're like, yeah. the boat's full. See you later, rest Bye. of you. Bye. But it doesn't really fucking matter because, damn, who is it? It's our boy Rainer. Well, first the Armored like, Titan. First they're like, oh, it's too risky. we got to close the gate. But there's so many people out there. It doesn't matter if a Titan gets in, that's it. And then uh, a new boy appears with the best the panels is, in the whole chapter. I think this goes so quickly. Like, that's a really interesting, like, moral quandary to be like, hmm, do we sacrifice all these people Yeah. at the risk that Titans will get everyone? Or do we try and just lock them out? You know, like, that's, like, interesting, but it's also just rendered completely mute by the fact that Raina shows up and is like, Boom, hi, I'm here now, and I'm just gonna What's burst up? through. I'm gonna do a fucking dope pose and shoulder tackle this whole wall apart. Yeah, it's a very good fucking whole that, page that panel. panel where he's, like, it. fucking skidding, like, uh, through the town after bashing through, and there's, like, a vent of steam coming out of his head. It fucking mm. rules, I gotta say. It's very fucking cool. And so, um, everyone on the boats are just kind of fucked also. So, you know, it's, it's just, it's just an endless string of horrible violets. <laughs> and yeah. we're in, um, the second chapter, so that's normal and fine. Yeah, regular and Aaron's stuff. Like, I'm, I'm never gonna see my mom again, and he's crying again like a little bitch. Yeah, um, like maybe a he should see his Dr. Dad about that. And then he's like, I'm gonna destroy them all. Yeah, this is where he has his big, uh, classic time speech. Yeah, it's like, why is this happening to us? Is it because humans are weak? Is crying the only thing the weak can do? I'm gonna yes. destroy them! And I'm like, you're nine. But okay. <laughs> you're airing your baby, calm down. Just every last one of those animals that's on this earth. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then we go back and uh, he's, he's old now, and he's training, and they're like, damn, we gotta fucking be a Colossus Titan, blah blah blah. We get a little map of the walls and what's been lost... Uh, which is War Maria, so there are surrounding Wall Rose, and there's only, like, the inner two walls left. Yeah, and they can't go and in the inner... The innermost wall is just for, like, the king royalty, and noble right? folk. Yeah. Yeah. And they're all like, hmm, let's do more exposition uh, about stuff. I don't know. You know, it's just what it is. It's and just then more we get the... about how this whole thing works. And now we just get, like, a list... Of characters from best to worst. Yeah, well, head of the, class, the top ten. <laughs> yeah, second, Reyna. Third, Bertol. Four, Annie. Five, Aaron. I do like that he didn't make Aaron the top. Like, I do like that there are like four people above him. That he's he's not even second below Mikasa. He's fifth. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if the other three are significant. Moving on, number six, mm -hmm. Jean. Number seven, Marco. Number eight, Connie. Number nine, Sasha. Number ten is Krista. I wonder if these characters are going to be important. Probably not. Let's move on. I do like how shocked uh, Krista looks. It's like, yeah. like, what? How the fuck did I get this? <laughs> Sasha looks blissed out. Oh, Sasha's fucking stoned to hell. It, it was really she's, funny, though, because, she's like... She's not here right now. The show gives way more time to, I don't know, introducing these characters, having oh, yeah. them be personalities. You actually and need them. 
showing them be trained that that's not even a part of the manga <laughs> you just nope, like they're graduating now the top 10 i finally made it it's like damn you're really just skipping past what could be really interesting stuff but okay next time it's gonna be our turn next time the humans will devour the titans it's just Aaron <laughs> making speeches constantly while mikasa has no facial he expressions makes, the dude makes so many speeches like every chapter he's got one he has like one or two per chapter and i'm like dude shut the fuck up please take a, a leaf the thing is people love it uh, yeah but then they go damn i'm inspired yeah <laughs> He literally has an I have a dream, like, speech in the next oh, chapter. Oh, yes. It's so good, I, dude. I have a dream. And they're like, damn, dude. Maybe awesome. I have a dream now because of you, Aaron, my shining light. No, Connie made up the decision on his own. Don't worry, it wasn't affected by Aaron. <laughs> yeah, definitely. All right, your turn. Start summarizing. I'm well, going to uh, interrupt you whenever I feel like it. Let me speak a little bit, please, God. But uh, <laughs> before that, we have, like, the final, like, panel of the chapter is, like, a description of how the walls actually work which is kind of necessary and like it does make sense because they're like yeah the walls are gigantic and to actually like a garrison the entire wall would be like financially and like manpower wise be impossible so what they do is they have like frontline towns which are little wall extensions that are built like thinner and less good than the actual walls and they just kind of, like, group people up in those walls so they can garrison that town. And if they're, like, inhabited by a bunch of people, it just attracts the Titans there so they can concentrate fire. Yeah. It's Which smart. Like, okay, it's well that makes a lot of sense. I understand that. I like that. But there is... <laughs> Where's the line? Because basically people are like, why would I want to live my life with my family as living bait for Titans? That sounds dog shit. And so, to drum up volunteers, uh, the ruling monarchy praises the residents of these frontline towns as, quote, the bravest of warriors. Jeez. Like, okay, dude. <laughs> nice. And it also ends with the line, As the story progresses, more light will be shed on how the wall was initially built and the situation at the time of its construction. <laughs> Which, like, yeah, that's the, that's, the, that's the rest of the story. That's the end of it. <laughs> but they've completed their training so that's cool yeah, they're now exactly. really sick and, and now they're fucking fight dope martial artists alright chapter 3 uh, night of the disbanding ceremony this is another just big text heavy one yeah uh, we're introduced to like the three main military units which is the garrison who are like wall defense the survey courts which is a suicide squad uh, and the military police brigade, which, quote, exercises control over the king's subjects and then maintains order. Which is and great. And the symbol Love is a unicorn. That. Yes. <laughs> Gays only. They're just, like, I don't know. They're not the secret police. Like, I know they come in later, but they yeah. are, like, just horror, horrible cops. Yeah. With too much power. Fuck them. They're like, if they hear you talking about, like, the outside world on the streets, they will, like, kidnap you and torture you. It just happens. Mm. Like, in, in like, the... I think it was an LA chapter. I might have... I'd be coming up. Like, um... Armin gets, like, a book on, like, the outside world, which just talks about, like, ah, oh, 
look at all these kinds of places. Well, there's something called a sea and shit like that. And Aaron's like, shit, dude, if they catch you with this, you'll be sent to prison. <laughs> just like, this kid's like eight, bro, what? <laughs> but like, that's, just, that's just the kind of world it is. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. Uh, top 10 just, man. Um, everyone kind of knows that you gotta join the military police if you make the top 10. Uh, Marco uh, opens himself up as a monarchist pig who wants to work with the king because it's such a great honor. Fuck it. Uh, everyone hates being in frontline towns and uh, Jean. John? Jean? Jean? Jean is desperate to get to the interior. Uh, Jean reveals he's himself. Smart. Yeah. Jean also reveals himself to be an absolute cunt, and I hate him already. <laughs> Bad start for Jean. He brags to everybody how he brags to everyone about how much they suck shit, and they'll never leave the trash town. Uh, all of the spies, of course, are also joining the military police, uh, which uh, includes a uh, a great line from Annie, who says, quite lesbianly, if I might add, "But I don't want anyone to think I'm like you." <laughs> This is how I feel about uh, Jean. He's completely correct, but he's also a cunt, so... The thing is, the fact that he's a cunt makes me want to agree with him so much less. So I hate him now. But it's not like Aaron's ideas are any better. Aaron's actively fucking stupid. Yeah, but he's Aaron is recruiting to the Suicide Squad. He's not as much of, like, a fucking pompous shit. Oh, yeah, like... But I, I can see why people fucking join this, especially now that there are titans and they've lost a wall. Like, yeah. yeah, what else? What other life prospects do these people have but to join? And so it's like, yeah, I mean, obviously, like, fuck cops or whatever, but within the story of this world written by a goddamn fascist, I understand why it's just really odd that Aaron's sitting there being like, no, actually, I'm going to join the Survey Corps even though I don't have to. Everyone's like, hey, yeah. dude, you're insane. Oh yeah, Aaron. Aaron starts getting mad about how the t- like about how he's calling the town like a shithole, and he gets up with a. I think Aaron thinks it's a great clap back, but I don't think it's that um, much of anything. Which is, isn't the interior of your brain soft enough for you? Which is like, all right. That's how brains. Aaron, work. how do you think brain? Your dad is a doctor. How do you think brains work? Do you think you have a rock solid brain? <laughs> yes, he does. Anyway, I love to be cinema sins. Let's. <laughs> yeah. I also like to see. Uh, is it John? Uh, fucking have his drink come out of his nose. John sneezes beer all over Armin. <laughs> it's super gross and it looks awful. Yeah. Although John, are does you trying give us to a... say that I'm an idiot, Aaron? <laughs> Yeah, he sounds like a fucking Reddit bro. <laughs> well, I'm not. I'm looking at reality more than anyone. There's so many ellipses, like ellipses, oh, it's like it's just like dot 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 dot. It's like, dude, it's not that dramatic. Like, can you just talk fucking normal? Uh, Jean does give us a, a great bit of info, which will come into point, come into play uh, at the uh, tail end of this episode, which is. 20% of the human population was sent out to recover the territory, and most of them were eaten whole. Which is, that's his point on, like, yeah, the government just kind of sent literally anybody they could, 
out to fight the Titans as a ploy uh, to lower the population because they didn't have any food anymore. It, I think it's crystal clear. Humanity doesn't stand a chance against the Titans. Aw, <laughs> oh, damn, John. Yeah, damn. Bro, get him. It's a funeral in here, thanks to you. <laughs> <laughs> then Aaron starts his rousing I have a dream speech. God, he so believes his bullshit, too. I, he's so up his ass. He wants to exterminate every Titan and explore the outside world. And then, like, then they start getting into a fist fight and, like, gotta say, like, the, the, the panels of the fight between Eren and Jean do kind of look pretty sick. I do like to see it. Mmm. I mean, I just, Eren just looks insane. <laughs> his eyes have, like, a manic glee in them. Yeah. <laughs> only gets worse throughout the manga, I'm assuming. I think it might be because the entire rest of the chapter is just talking until Bertolt appears again. So I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, action lines, a punch, fuck yeah. Also, Ooh. Aaron apparently was either Aaron was either number one or number two in the entire division uh, for hand-to-hand combat. I'm pretty sure he was number two. Yeah, pretty clear. Mikasa is there. Mm, yeah, she's just really fucking cool. Hard, hard to beat Mikasa, frankly. And uh, <laughs> the party kind of breaks up because uh, Mikasa bridal style carries Eren out uh, before he's like, yo, what division are you joining? And uh, she says she's going to join the Survey Corps uh, just because he's doing it. And she says... I'll just follow you around wherever you go. If you join the uh, military police, I'll join the military police. If you join the garrison, I'll follow. It doesn't matter. I think there's a point in which a life debt is paid, I think. Um, yeah, but the, uh, you, a life Unless debt you're will be a gene settled, slave. but unfortunately you're a gene slave, which is... Oh, there's that line I was talking about earlier. I died once and was restored to life. I won't forget that je- that debt. Genetically, I mean, you can't. You're a slave forever now. Mm. Like, it's not I a think debt like, anymore. Like it, I, I like the gene slave shit is so weird because I do understand like her next line, which is I don't want to lose any more family. Like, yeah. see, that is enough of motivation for someone to be really dedicated to another person. And how interesting would it be like to explore the unhealthiness of her dedication to Aaron? Like that would yeah. be such an interesting character arc of like she's so dedicated to Aaron because he did save her once, but like. I think learning to, like, let him go as he becomes eviler and eviler and, like, a fucking monster person, that would be really, really fascinating because it would include her, like, losing her last family member and having to, like... But that is not um, what the fascist will write. That's kind of what we're getting to at the moment, but not very... I mean, because now we're, like, Aaron's destroying the entire world. He's at the point, like, there's, there's been discussions with Mikasa where they're, like... Like, yeah, we're gonna go kill Eren. And uh, then she's like, I won't kill him. We're gonna have a talk. And it's like, bro, you're not fucking Naruto. You're not gonna bring Sasuke back from this one. He's actively destroying the entire world. Mm. I don't know, the power of big sister energy. <laughs> Who knows? Hard to say, I isn't just, it? I do think it would just... I just think it also would be extremely funny if you have giant skeleton evil Aaron and then Mikasa just standing on his shoulder like, I'm with you, bro, end to the end of the line. <laughs> I got you, motherfucker, we're right or die. 
do I want to do any of this? Nah, but um, you know what? I support you no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what happens next. Armin comes out and he's like also joining the survey cults despite being apparently like the top academic in the whole thing. And like being encouraged to like, oh yeah, you should be a technician. You're very smart and not that good at military stuff. And and Aaron has the fucking goal to be like, are you serious? Like, yeah. dude, as if you haven't been ranting to everyone about how anyone that doesn't join the survey corps is like a coward. Like, mm. he's your best friend and you've literally been like infecting him for like five years with your shitty opinions. And now he's like, I know I'm weaker than the average person, and it's like a miracle that I pass, but I think I'll just go out and die with you. I think it um, will turn out great, I reckon. Like, if I died, it wouldn't matter, and Aaron's like, hmm, that seems sus, dude. It's like, I don't know, maybe you shouldn't be friends. <laughs> maybe maybe being friends with Aaron has, I don't know, affected you in some way. <laughs> I think, now, this is kind of, kind of coming out of nowhere, but I think Aaron might be a bit of a toxic friend. Do you think Aaron is an abusive friend? <laughs> I think you could justify a call-out post for Aaron. I I really can't wait to write my Tumblr post about how Aaron is an abusive friend on God, Tumblr. Yes. And, and and very, very far down the list, be like at top it's going to be like, mm, berates his friends with his opinions. And at the very bottom of the list is going to be like, did genocide. <laughs> yeah. Because priorities, you know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Um, where's this? Oh, yeah. Now it's like the next day, they're walking around, and they're met by uh, Hans again, who's now like a squad leader for the garrison. And ap he apparently he apologizes again for getting his mom killed. And then he starts, <laughs> then he starts talking uh, about how Dr. Jaeger made the vaccine that saved his entire family from the plague. Because I remember, like, when he, when Grisha turned up in the walls, there was a massive epidemic. And then he, being a doctor from the outside world, uh, cured everybody. Mm. And then we have some father-son bonding time. Oh, yeah. Judge, I mean, judging by uh, Aaron's responses, apparently Hans talks about this a lot and apologizes constantly for getting you his mom killed. You don't need to apologize every single time you see us, Hans. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, no, actually, I do. <laughs> like, it's been five years. Actually, I'm going to keep doing this constantly. And then it's then it's revealed that uh, Grisha has been missing ever since the wall was broken. Uh, spoiler alert: he's inside Aaron. He's been eaten. <laughs> and then uh, then Aaron Aaron collapses and starts getting a migraine because he started thinking. And uh, then we get our first flashback to uh, Grisha and Aaron, with Grisha like pinning down Aaron, holding a massive syringe. And then, like, the final panel is, like, black with text no. that says, Hold out your arm. I'm sorry, but Aaron's anti-vax. He's anti-vax. And is... his dad's like, I'm sorry, son, but I'm a doctor. I have to do this to you. And Aaron's like, no, dad, you're going to give me autism. I think you can make a pretty compelling case with the attack on Titan as a source material about how, like, vaccines and injections destroy your body and mind. Mm. Actually, Attack on Titan is just secretly an anti-vax comic. Um, he actually is just... Uh, it's the, the fascism is a red herring. Or the <laughs> fact that the medical community is actually evil and trying to poison your children. And you know what? He's right. That's my, that's mm -hmm. my hard stance. I agree with him. You know what? I think vaccines do give me autism, Ali. 
I think that's um, right, yeah. According to my parents, I didn't have autism before I was diagnosed. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> well, according to my dad, I still don't, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love to, f- to feed uh, terrible paranoia. It's uh, the whole comic, basically, though. Yeah, it's great. Uh, so, like, then we get our next cut, and they're up on the top of the wall, and then everyone starts admitting that they're all joining the Survey Corps because of Eren's dope speech. <laughs> He's just such a such a prolific uh, public figure. It is quite literally, would you jump off a cliff if your friend told you to? And, the <laughs> and answer they're like, is yes. you know what? Yeah. But Eren, Eren's very convincing. He just speaks so passionately with his fucking crazy eyes. <laughs> yeah. We watched him beat the shit out of Jean drunk. It was pretty good. I kind of want to see him fuck up again. Mm. Also, there's two characters who are in love, and they're oh, a good yeah, couple, uh, and nothing bad's gonna happen to them. Franz and Franz's boyfriend. Mm, what is one of them? Thomas? No, Thomas is a different guy. It, uh, I don't. Okay. I don't. Well, blackhead dude who's dating Franz. I don't remember his name. I just wrote down Franz's boyfriend. Yeah, everyone's joining, and Connie's like, um, I just joined. I've, I just don't want to be with Jean because he sucks. It's nothing about what Aaron said. Fuck you. I will say, justified, Jean does suck dog shit. I do hate how much I look like Connie in our... <laughs> it's so funny. I do just look like Connie. <laughs> it's unavoidable. We are just Connie and Mikasa for some reason. <laughs> Listen, I'm, I'm Mikasa because I said, just give me Mikasa's scarf. Mm. So I'm identifiable in podcast art as a woman. Yeah. Oh yeah, then then <laughs> Sasha turns up with her secret meat log stashed in her cloak that she stole from the senior officers. Uh, you know, you are really dumb. <laughs> Scary dumb. Yeah. But she, I, I love to, but she was in the top ten, so yeah. I'm like, how fucking incompetent was the rest of the, like, the trainees? <laughs> Uh, like, the thing is, though, like, when, like, the Titan... Spoiler alert. When the Colossal Titan comes back in, like, two sentences, she's pretty fucking competent with it. Like, a dude is falling because he got hit in the head by a rock, and she spears his leg with the movement gear to stop him from falling to his death. Mm, that's true. No, Ali, what do you mean? This beautiful moment's gonna be interrupted? <laughs> Don't know what that's about. What? How mysterious. Uh, we... Sasha is a weird... A gross face that I don't like to look at. They're all eating meat, and then uh, we get a, the great shot of uh, Aaron standing there, posing in front of the wall, talking about how humanity's counterattack begins now. And then another massive boom sound effect, and a guess who's back? He's here. It's Bertolt. There's a massive. There's a massive steam rent from the Colossus that knocks everybody off the walls. They bust out the 3D movement gear. Samuel gets hit in the head and Sasha spears his leg. Uh, the Titan kicks down the wall again. And now Eren's going to try and kill him solo. And uh, he, while also having traumatic flashbacks to his mom, which is like the perfect mental place to be to try and murder a Titan for the first time. Oh yeah, well thought out. Good ideas. It's then, been like, five years, huh? I also, at the end of that uh, chapter, though, we do get, like, some actually really nice detailed uh, work of the uh, 3D movement gear and how it all works. 
Yeah, no. It's, it's again just like... And the balance and stuff, it's very cool. It's really fascinating, and it's also like, damn, why couldn't you draw this consistently for, like, the actual content instead of the bonus chapter? Yeah. If only. At the beginning of the next chapter, you also get, like, a lot of... More of these sort of technical drawings explaining everything. Yeah, yeah, it's like a two-part cool. thing. The end and the beginning yeah. of this chapter uh, features, like, part one and two of, like, the movement gear and how it all operates... And it's so funny to see him, like, technically draw it out and then just have it be, like, so badly drawn in the actual yeah. manga. Like, every time there's, like, a close-up of the shit, though, it looks so nice. And it's clearly, like, oh, all you care about is this weird tech you invented. You don't give a shit about the people who are wielding it. Yeah. Alright, want to start off chapter four? Yeah, so, like, the next chapter, the final chapter we're talking about this episode... Basically, it's all just Aaron trying to fight uh, Big Bertol by himself with angry face, and he's just like busted and all that <laughs> shit. And he, but also, it's Aaron seeing like the Colossus Titan like aiming for like artillery specifically, yeah. and being like, "Oh fuck, he's intelligent. God damn it!" Uh, but yeah, he goes in for the kill and then disappears. So uh, he's like, "Fuck!" He just There's disappeared another massive again. Massive like, event. He, did the first time. Oh no, fuck. Crazy. But now they're like, mm, we have this big rock. <laughs> oh fuck. But we can't move it. So we didn't think this plan through. And it's basically like the huge evacuation. It's pretty much what happened the first time this happened in the other wall. Except yeah, now it's just doing they it can again. fight better. They're, they're doing they're it again. They're a little bit they, better at fighting. They have the big rock that they can't move. Uh... Armin's freaking the fuck out while he's trying to, like, I don't know, use a spanner. Yeah. The... And... <laughs> there are soldiers just throwing up around them. Mm. So this is their, like, first big thing. Trainees are in the middle, because they're... Whatever. And they're like, Hmm, yes, we are going to fight today. Let's go. Mikas is like, Hmm, they're putting me in a different section to you, but... I swear to fucking God, Aaron, find me while we're out there. Things are going to get crazy, and I'm going to protect you with my fucking life. Don't yeah. die. And then Aaron's like, I can't die. <laughs> I'll never die. Don't think about this. <laughs> Aaron's like, I, Aaron genuinely is such an insane person. Like, as a human being, he is so intense to a level of absurdity that I genuinely believe that he doesn't believe that he can die. Oh, I, it is, he is 100%, like, he believes everything he says. It is completely truth in his eyes. Which means that he has one of the most destroyed brains of all time. Oh, riddled um, with holes. We just get so much exposition about Titan body temperatures and how they don't care about eating deer and flashbacks to classroom stuff that's just like, damn, if only there was like a way that you could convey all this giant text worth of information i don't know as a part of the story you know hmm. like how at the very beginning of this chapter we see Aaron go for the neck and it's like why does we now have to like have it be like mm, no the only way to kill a titan is by going taking two slices out of the neck otherwise they will simply regenerate and it's like yeah but we already saw that happening people already going for that like, why do you need to reiterate everything so intensely, like, over and over and over again? Like, I don't need all this exposition. I have a brain, and I can figure things out myself. I mean, it's just because he's not a good storyteller. 
And so yes. his way of conveying like details is like, ah, oh, well, I'm just going to write it all out like this, and then that we'll see it in action the next scene. But we've already seen it in action. We've seen 3D movement gear so many times at yeah. this point that it's like, I know how it works. <laughs> also, you have whole... Like, I don't mind, like, at the end of a chapter having a little extra bit yeah, where it's, it's I, like, mm, here's like some diagrams. Detail. That doesn't count to anything. Yeah, those are bonus details, and they're nice and they're neat. It's like having a map at the beginning of a fantasy book. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's fine. But then having to go into the story and then reiterate and reiterate and reiterate, it's like, dude, for fuck's sake. Aaron does more big speeches. Aaron does more big Aaron speeches. Aaron does a lot of speeches. And gets everyone pumped to fight the Titans, and then immediately it all goes fucking wrong. Yep. They're like, it was not like I was optimistic, but this, it's an abnormal <laughs> dodge, <laughs> crunch. Just, just the, the, the panel of uh, Thomas in that dude's mouth, just like, shit, oh no. And they're just getting gulped, like instantly void. Yeah. It's it so is good. a very intense war comic. Mm-hmm. And then everyone's like, hey, Aaron, don't go off on your own. And he's like, huh? I don't care. I'm not listening. I've got to go uh, rescue my best friend, Thomas, that you all know and love. You know Thomas. <laughs> he's my Thomas, best Thomas, who bud. we really care about. Yeah, it's kind of... I mean, look, you can really study the panels, but they are sometimes confusing to look at. It's a lot Like, you do get in. the feeling of action, but the actual, like, where they are in space and time can be very, very confusing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, basically a lot of fucking of these cool classic friends who we know and have loved for the entirety of this comic so far get super dead. Armin fucking freaks out again, and he can't move. He's like, why do I have to watch my comrades being being eaten? And he's like, why won't my body move? I'm gonna be eaten by a huge bearded titan. <laughs> Looks no, like I'm just gonna my get granddad. placed in the mouth of one, and I'm just gonna slip slide around in there for a bit. And then Aaron's like, hmm, I think, well, he's, I think he said, I'm gonna he's, save my boy. He's thinking that while on the floor because his leg got ate. And yeah, also, you skipped over you skipped over the two most important character deaths: Franz and Franz's boyfriend, and the mm. uh, other blonde man that I don't know the name of. You know, all the characters that weren't in the top ten, yeah, <laughs> that exactly. were also mentioned, they die right now. <laughs> it's a complete like slate clean. And then it sort of like moves like as as Aaron is like Amen. Oh, it then goes into Armin being like, Hey, I found this super illegal book, dude. Do you know yeah, that they like... have a big ocean? Armin's book talk. Hey, there's fire <laughs> you know the and ground ice. Is? And fields of sand, which I think is actually really cool. Yeah. And also, Aaron's like a big brain being like, hmm, if there was really that much salt in the world, all the merchants would have found it already. It's <laughs> like, so good. See, that is actually like good world building to be like, oh yeah, like salt is this. Yeah, it's a super rare commodity. Rare commodity, yeah. And see, that's kind of cool. I don't mind this bit. I actually find this bit quite cool. Then we get it's super epic fucking leg growing back Aaron with his clothes I don't know no he doesn't grow his no Rowan you, Wait, what you happens pay attention he doesn't grow his leg back he just stands up again and does it with one leg you can see in the panel where he's grabbing under the titan's teeth and reaching into the throat to grab Armin that he just has the one leg 
Oh, fuck. Yeah, dude. Because uh, I'm looking at the panel above that, and it kind of looks like he has one leg. Uh, no, he has I see two where legs. you're getting that from, but the leg on the floor is the one that's missing the leg. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. It's like bitten anyway, below fucking... the Anyway, <laughs> he's like the most insane human being of all time, and he jumps in a titan's mouth to pull Armin out. Flings Sorry, Armin I, out. I just, I have one thing that I just noticed that I very badly need to talk about, which is in that panel where he's reaching into the mouth and grabbing Armin's, like, hand, you can see the, the leg forward is the one where it's being bitten off, but mm. the top of his boot is still on. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's just hanging there. He's, he's chilling. It's he's got them tight boots. How is it still attached? Ding ding! It's it's uh it's Cinema Sin's hour. How how he boots still there? How he boots still there? What dog shit writing? Mm, yeah, that's what's really wrong with this with this manga. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's the realism that's the problem. <laughs> Just disgusting. Um. Think I'm gonna die here? Hey, Armin, you uh, you told me about it, so so I'm gonna see the outside world. And then Armin's like, "Hey, Aaron, what the fuck?" Aaron. And Lee. anyway, Aaron dies, and Aaron, Aaron we gets never see him and again. His hand comes out of the Titan, just lone hand, just like Brom. Um, yeah, we don't see Aaron ever again. Uh, rest in peace, King. But we do see a panel of Mikasa being like, hmm, my, my errand senses are tingling. <laughs> my slave senses are tingling. Some, I feel the vibration in my jeans. <laughs> uh, and then there's some fucking bonus shit at the end that I'm like, yeah, I a, didn't read. No, there's a, it starts off with like a panel of like his studio layout. And then we get a ultra special bonus. An interview hey, I just saw one of the questions. Yeah, we'll get there. Don't worry, we'll get there. Uh, this is insane. Yep, well, give me a sec. Uh, it's danger. This interview with attack on Titan creator Hajime Isaya. Uh, sorry. No, actually, you know what? I'm not going to correct myself. I don't want to pronounce his name correctly. Uh, with creator, fascist man, contains spoilers for future volumes. Uh, so it's like a dude interviewing him with like audience questions. You do qu You ask the questions and I'll do the answers cool so uh um i have a all right so uh, where do you want me to go from um we'll start let's start with the first question hey i'm mr editor man thank you for being here today we've uh received a lot of questions from the readers uh please answer to the best of your abilities <laughs> i have a feeling most of my answers will be boring but fire away nothing is taboo then let's begin. Uh, why did you decide on giants as the theme of this work? Well, giants are kind of gross, aren't they? That's why. <laughs> has anything in your life changed since the series has become, series has become so popular? I got, a, I got a weird phone call from my bank. They were wondering about the sudden increase of funds in my savings, so they probably thought I was running some kind of bank transfer scheme, bracket, lol, and bracket. Do you have a way to clear out the cobwebs when you're tired or when you need to decide some important story point? Shadowboxing with the hanging lamp cord in my house is very soothing. <laughs> what made you decide to become a manga artist? I just decided one day is all. I, have a, I had a habit of doodling and daydreaming anyway, so I was fortunate that my interests were compatible with something that's profitable. Mr... <laughs> Isayama, 
What is your fetish? I have a body hair fetish. How do you get over those times when making mug gets tough? I don't, bracket, lol, and bracket. I think it's always equal parts tough and fun. Where do you get your ideas for stories? This doesn't have to do with creating stories, but when I'm half awake, like just before I drift off to sleep, my mind gets flooded with information I've seen or heard subconsciously. I call it, quote, super enlightenment <laughs> time, end quote. <laughs> and this is true. I'm not kidding. <laughs> Who's your favorite character in Attack on Titan? That would be Jean. Jean comes right out and says what he's thinking, even because Eren doesn't. <laughs> no, Eren's a weak little piss baby. Jean is my favorite. No, known stoic Eren. <laughs> I'm I'm the author here. I'm the one who answers. Jean comes right out and says what he's thinking, even if it's something you normally wouldn't be able to say. That's what I like about him. Out of all the manga you've read, which has the most influence on you? Arms. <laughs> Don't know what that is. Neither do I. Aren't you going to have female titans? <laughs> <clears throat> I wonder if I should say this. They're rare. <laughs> if you were on a desert island and could only have three things... What would you choose besides me and a guitar? <laughs> Alright, dude. <clears throat> other than you and a other than you, my secret lover and a guitar, I guess I would bring a US Armed Forces fleet. <laughs> Mr. Isayama, what were you like as a child? <laughs> I don't really want to recall my childhood. Jesus. Oh. <sighs> I'm guessing that drawing titans after a long time would do things to your mind. Do you have nightmares about them? I don't think giants are really scary in the first place, so no. Never. What is the scariest thing in the world? <laughs> a bunch of middle school girls looking at me and going, ew, while laughing. Mikasa is always wearing the scarf she got from Eren. Doesn't she get hot? She doesn't wear it when it's hot outside. <laughs> Mr. Izayama, at what age did you start drawing? I have a memory of being praised for a drawing I did of a dragon when I was in kindergarten, which is why my story is full of dragons. <laughs> Do you have a favorite scene in Attack on Titan? Wait, hold on, what? Do you have a favorite scene in Attack on Titan? Yeah, and I'm looking at his answer. The scene where the TV studio gets taken over and rock and roll music is playing. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, this is the most insane. What is your favorite food? I'm not really into food. <laughs> How do you spend your free time? I just kind of like drooling as I surf the net. <laughs> he draws himself as a titan, and it's very scary looking. 
I'm sure I'd look something like this, lol. <laughs> the brackets underneath the Titan drawing is scary in a way. He's wearing underwear. Right. Thank you very much. One last question. From what page does the story really get going? <laughs> Just wait for the 420th page and up. Please keep reading. Damn, 420... <laughs> Fucking oh my the god, just that's ripping the fattest hey, bomb. Hey, Ali, that's not a fucking human person. I'm not really into food. I'm not really into food. I just like, drew that's as insane. I the net. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Concerning. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> okay. Um,. I really didn't want to know anything about that man, but I guess I do now, and it's all your fault. Yep. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll forget everything instantly. Well, now that we've finished the first four chapters, I have one final segment, which I plan on making a recurring segment with every episode, which is... Um, Detail. The Aaron Yeager Memorial Segment. And uh, this is where we uh, list off every single character who has died, um... And give them a moment of silence for respect. I, I totally agree that this uh, manga should be treated with the gravity it deserves. All death and... is death, Rowan. Mm-hmm. Are we counting titans? No, they're not people. Well, not anymore. Mm. The thing is, Ali, I think they actually are people. It's I mean, they are people, but I don't really care because it's way too much to count. Rowan, I had to do real maths the thing for is, this. Ali... They're ugly now. Rowan, so. I had to do actual real maths to get a very large number in the millions. Okay, how many fucking to, people I had to calculate in the, the over I had to calculate the overall most likely like occupancy number of people for this whole town. <laughs> okay. That's insane. What did you find with your ex special scientific calculations? Aaron Yeager Memorial segment. Press F to pay respects. I'm going to ask mm -hmm. us both to... I'm pressing uh, F right now. I'm going to ask us both to uh, strike a salute and hold it for the duration of the segment. Thank you. And any listeners who wish to... Uh, oh, yeah, no, no. Not just any listeners. All listeners at this point must now salute until I say otherwise. Beginning. First, the corpse, uh, the survey corpse jets from the beginning, uh, listed as around 95, including Braum. Second, Aaron's mother. Third, Grisha Jaeger. Fourth, 716,200 people who died in the fight to reclaim War Maria. Fifth, the whole advanced guard unit. Sixth, Thomas. Seventh, Aaron's leg. Eighth, Franz. <laughs> No laughing. <laughs> Franz. Nine. Franz's boyfriend. Ten. The blonde man who isn't Franz's boyfriend. And eleven. Aaron Yeager. A moment of silence, please, to one of the dead. Thank you. You may lower your arms. So in total, how many fucking people is that, including the leg? Um, including the leg, let me do some, other, some more quick maths. Um, I had, use, I had to use a Reddit post for this to calculate how many people exist. That's horrible. It was rough. Um, let's see. We're really going to some dark places to create this. 
oh, great yeah. podcast. It was pretty disgusting. I'm really, really, really jokifying myself for this show. Uh, let's see, mm. 95, 96, 97, uh, 98, 99, 100, 101, 2, 3. The total deaths are 716,348 deaths as of chapter 5 beginning. Yeah. Does that including the 20% of the population that were just yes. sort of chucked over the wall? Yeah, that's a, yeah. The, the 20% of humanity is these 716,200 people. God fucking damn it. I had to get that from uh, some dude on Reddit was like, ah, oh, I was really bored, so I made a general calculation on what the, like, like, uh, uh, the max capacity the uh, uh, a optimistic capacity and a like realistic capacity for each segment of the wall would be in judging by the mass we get for how large they are and also like general societal mass mm. and getting that result and then getting uh, 20% of that was how I did this yeah I think like I don't know there's just so many things in this manga like the idea uh like he includes so many things that are actually quite interesting like yeah you know um Aaron and Mikasa and Armin are all fucking like refugees from another point in the wall like they've had to move and like that just like those experiences and like seeing those people being put on the boats and then people being blocked like all those panels are just such that's such a rich vein of story yeah like what it would mean to have to run and hide from this and I'm so fucking not interested in the military there is like there's a Aaron has like a pretty good line in the second like in like the third chapter when they're like in the dinner I think it's like replying to Jean and I think he's like yeah this is a frontline town now but this used to be interior as well this like which is very true yeah like you can't be this shitty and be like oh I need to go to the interior because it's gonna keep happening it's like and like no matter how annoying his fucking speeches are and how insane he is that his idea of like fixing that is to join the military yeah. and go and fight them and leave the wall, which is like, fine, I guess that makes a certain amount of sense. The only way to stop them is to kill them, whatever. But it's also like, I don't know, like, I don't fucking blame Jean either for thinking, yeah. like, nah, fuck you, I am going to the inside wall. He's just shitty about it. But he's yeah, he's right shitty about thing. it. I don't know, I think it's more like. It's very hard to draw mm, parallels to our real world because the world that this is is not the same because uh, minorities in our world aren't giant uh, people that are cannibalistic. So, you know, no matter how much they are a metaphor for, like, encroaching other on a, a pure white society that we need to murder by with the military which is what titans are yeah. they are literally a huge ugly evil like force that is literally trying to get within the wall of a city to like destroy the masses it's literally like white genocide stuff yeah and that is, like, the truth of the manga at its core, and that is why he doesn't fucking give a shit about the fact that he could do an interesting refugee narrative or any of that. Or, like, what is the culture between the walls that changes? Like, I know that it goes up in class, but how are, in these past five years, that he just skipped over, 
what has Aaron and Mikasa and Amon's life been as people who are from one of those outer towns? How are they treated as newcomers to this area as a drain probably on their resources from maybe the uh, long-term inhabitants? Like that is all stuff that as from a storytelling from a storytelling perspective is like very interesting to me. What isn't interesting is fucking Aaron's stupid revenge plans and big speeches that people fall for for some reason even though he's not even convincing he just sounds insane yeah i mean like well that's like most of the people who were killed were the farmers from the outer worlds because like oh well we're just gonna send you all off to fight and die so the uh resources are easier on their like the rest of us in the upper class because like they just they lost like all of their farmland yeah it's it's very i don't know there's so much in it that like like this world is interesting but because it is written by a person who is clearly not actually interested in the world he's interested in the false allegory that he thinks he's making yeah about race and about uh borders and stuff that all of it gets lost all the interesting parts of a society that is so afraid of the outside world because you could easily write, I think, a version of this that is... Like, you'd have to change it significantly, but if you reframed a lot of it, you could write something that is actually a large criticism of fascism and a large criticism of borders. If you reframed a lot of the secrets and, and the pieces about the world, you create, like, a dystopia that is actually, like, frowning upon a lot of the decisions that are being made. Yeah. You know, like, the secret... I don't know, maybe just watch Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. <laughs> there are some parts of Full Metal Alchemist that don't quite hold up as much. Like, uh, Oh, yeah, like, there's definitely, the, there like, is some a weird leftist critique shit that can there. be made. Yeah of, yeah, of Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood as well. But it also is, like, largely critical of the same things that this, this manga is not critical of, though they contain a lot of the similar military stuff okay we can't go on forever because we also have audience questions and i don't want this to be as long as the last one all right no head empty let's just power through question one from a upwardly mobile millennial man at gigantic larry aot was once recommended to me as quote like game of thrones so my question is would a benioff and weiss adaption of aot actually improve on the source material by leaving out all the themes no (laughs) It would not. Mm-mm. It would no. be just as gory, but there will be no substance to the gore. Not that there's much here already, but like, it would substance still be just as fascist. I feel. Yeah. Uh huh. Um. I don't think we need this. This. This series doesn't need any more adaptions. It needs to be buried. Yeah. Okay. Next question from Bumblebreeze at Siberian Pine. Do you think the people who are, who were in charge of maintaining the wall took a big sip of coffee and then looked out the window? More to the point, if they're stuck in there and only the stormtroopers can head out, where does... Huh. Where do they quarry stone from? Um, I mean, to be fair, a lot of the elites, like, know that they, like... Like, this is a society that's existed for only 100 years. Yeah. And 
I think a lot of their resources were gathered like before that. Though That's it would true. it would make sense I... that the outer wall had a quarry, but I don't think they would have one anymore for the last. Yeah, five no. Years. I feel like they've got they'd have some setup in the out in like the uh, in Wall Maria, but mm. yeah, I don't think they have much going on. I feel like yeah, most of it was like ahead of time put together. I also think that it's like largely metaphorical like the idea of the walls and that he doesn't really fucking like i would argue there's not really the point to consider more than their farming and stuff yeah all right next question from uh serum costumes uh how long did it take you to notice the swords will snap off craft blades basically until i read it last night because it's exactly right um, there's a bit where, like, their teacher is showing it to them, and he just, like, bends the swords. Yeah, he talks about how, like, they're really <laughs> flexible because they need to cut through, like, chunks of meat. They're just, like, very long Stanley knives. It's great. It's, like, exactly what I used to cut up boxes at work. Yeah, but, like, just longer and more... more viable for accidents. I Alright, I have one thing. That it's just kind of occurred to me. Okay, how I, do we do we a follow-up question to that? We have said that the 3D movement gear is very cool. However, do you think this manga has a slightly let da- is slightly let down from the lack of personalized weaponry between characters? Like other mm. cool series are like this character is the bow and arrow guy. This character is the dagger guy. This character is I mean, the sword honestly, guy. Honestly, that's I don't think so. Really, like. It would help me who use be it able to tell the difference like, between them, though. I mean, there is... You're, you can't... Listen, they're like... The, de- the designs are vaguely distinct enough. A lot of the blonde people all merge in my head, but, like... What was it? Like, there's fucking one... There's... There's two styles of 3D movement gear. There's the interpersonal one that the uh, secret police have, which is more like... It's for, like, killing people. And they also have guns. And then, like, there's the regular 3D movement gear. But, like, honestly, I don't think... I really wouldn't care if there was, like, individual designs for different people. I think it would make it better. Because they're already wearing the same uniforms. Yeah, but that's a part of the fucking fascist thing. Like, their stormtroopers are all the exact same. Mm. Yeah. Follow-up question. Do you think, or anyone else you know, could use the grappling hooks without dying immediately? I could not, and I do not think you could either. Uh, thanks for saying that, Ali, because I was about to be like, maybe I'm cool enough, but I really don't think I am, actually. (laughs) Rowan, we walk into Woolworths and your hips dislocate. (laughs) (laughs) I do not think you could do that. You know, that was, I was cursed by Woolworths, which, that's not my fault. Listen, it's unavoidable. I do not think, like, unlike the graphics on how those things work, you have to, like, shift the weight on your, like, legs to operate like where things are going i do not think you could do that safely no i think i think my body would fall apart with all its problems completely all right next question from uh, Goofmaster goof at uh yanos capovari um wow this is just like game of thrones where anyone can die now that aaron is definitely dead what are some of your favorite memories of him mine is uh, Aaron's funny <laughs> Aaron's funny flashback to his dad injecting him with autism. I was about to literally say the exact sentence you said. <laughs> I was about like Aaron's funny anti-vax adventure with his dad. It's so good. I'm so I simply excited like I love how it's so eaten. 
because it's him being normal, and then yeah. he just his dad gets mentioned, and then he has a fucking migraine attack, and then immediately after he's like, they're like, "Hey, dude, what the fuck just happened?" He's like, "I don't know, I don't remember." Damn, and it's weird. like thanks for just puffed out for conveying a this. Thanks for conveying this only to the fucking audience, and Aaron's just not gonna think about it ever again. <laughs> no, never won't won't come back once. Uh, second question from uh, Morg Tired at Haunting the Morg. AOT seemed like it was going to just take place in the one city, island, whatever. But what do you like that takes place on just one area like this? Oh, here's, here's one. Uh, damn, this is this is fucking fresh off the fresh off the aisle hot take. Uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Night For, city, I, baby. I love cruising around Night City with the. I'm trying to think if they do just call them hookers. I would not be shocked. I think they might. Fucking Christ. Great game. Yeah, that's, that's my pick. Also, this backdoor game of the year project, Cyberpunk 2077, is my game of the year for sure. I love that shit, bro. Uh, my favorite is Lord of the Flies. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah, dude. I love that conch. A, a, a classic... You know, I can't wait for all the survey corps to get straighted somewhere and then find a pig's head. You know, um. yeah, <laughs> that'll be that'll be a great bottle episode where they're all stuck in the one cave. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, before I knew all the bullshit, I really did think that people became titans just from doing cannibalism, from being trapped outside of the wall <laughs> on each other, and then they maybe just evolved. Or some shit. Like, I really oh, thought it would be an explanation like that, not, like, funny gene serum uh, political prisoners. Somehow that didn't occur to me. I'm shocked. I, I, that came to my fucking knowledge after watching 16 episodes of the anime. It was so there. So obvious. <laughs> uh, next question from uh, epically sourced BLM at uh, underscore Banui underscore. <laughs> hey, what what remembers Mikasa imprinted on Eren? Because if she, an East Asian girl, isn't somebody's devoted slave, she'll die. Cool. Secondary. Also, can we get a running uh, fascism moment count going? The thing is, um, it's the whole manga. There are bits where it's not fascist. You know when it wasn't fascist? When Eren was looking at the funny book with his arm and wait, no, actually no, because he will be arrested and put in yeah, jail nice for having that book. You can't even, like, the whole society is fascist within the story. There is no point that it is not fascist, and especially now that they are a part of the military, yeah. a fascist it's like, organization. It's hard to point out specific moments of it when, like, it's just the whole... It's always sitting in a soup of it. So, like, it's difficult to just notate, like, ah, gotcha, key fascist moment there. Because it's like, yeah, like, the entire chapter was. It's hard to separate like that. I do find it, when Aaron does his funny little speeches, it is interesting that that from a fascist writer is seen as something that's very cool about yeah. his character because fascists do have that like love of the big speech yeah. but also sort the of public like figure the the your man of history kind yeah. of like leader who's gonna like take us to the you know fucking promised land who's gonna save us it is very like that and you can like see his genuine idolization of figures like that being 
put into Aaron's character because if I saw a fucking shit ass kid stand up and make speeches that often, I would punch him. Um, it's disgusting. Because I don't. Because like when you're on our side Fuck of politics, collective collectivism is sort of the more like idealized thing. It's not an individual um, sort of like structured hierarchy. And so yeah. All right. Mm. I think. That's going to run us through for the de- the episode. I think it's about everything we had to cover. I got through my mm-hmm. memorial. Um, next episode, chapters five through eight. I had to think. <laughs> got lost there for a second. Oh, let me get the fucking... Let me get the titles of those chapters real quick for next time. All right. Okay, there we go. Um, episode five. Although they, it's... The manga lists them as episodes, not chapters, which is very weird to me. Mm. Chapter 5. A dull glow in the midst of despair. Chapter 6. The world that saw the... (laughs) The world that the girl saw. Episode 7. Small Blade. Followed by episode 8. Raw. R-R-O-A-R. Not raw like meat. Mm, could have really been either. And we will reiterate, we don't want any of you fuckers to actually read don't this shit. Don't you fucking dare. Nice we try. We are specifically talking to you, Yanosh. Please don't fucking read this shit. Don't you touch this, motherfucker. Uh, and we will not be engaging with any other Attack on Titan media, because That's a lie. I only have so much. Yeah, you're, no, you Ali- cause you're a coward, but I will be. I am... <clears throat> As I mentioned last time, I am watching the final season as it airs. I have current plans in the works to, once it's finished, maybe do like a one-episode whole recap on it as like a bonus thing. It will take me some serious convincing to read anything else, but I'm not going to say outright no. But it will take some work, financially or something else. Uh... The other thing would be that I do want to do an episode where we just read out my fanfiction, if anyone is interested in that. That would I be I think fun. it would be really fun and cool. Yeah, yeah, cool. <laughs> really cool, dude. Hey, I'm the one bearing my soul. You you just have what to a, be there. What a fucking pussy, dude. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just have no fear. Yeah. Just, like Aaron, just that like man who was deleted from my fucking brain... And now I only know righteousness. <laughs> Justice. Alright. Anyway, Ali, I think I'm going to go join the military now. Oh, well, um, it's been a fun. Yeah, I, I guess think I'm going to go become a cop, because I, think... I have been convinced. Well, as, as, as the McCarthy to all my Aaron, politics I'm going to have to follow you around with you. I'm sorry, but you are my gene slave, and you are going to have to join the uh, military with me. <sighs> it is what it is. That's life, baby. Alright. That's it. Are we done? Bye. 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 Yes, we're finished. Oh, wait, no, hold on, we're not. I forgot to do the the end of episode readout. Um, Our art is by uh, Soft Antiseptic on Twitter or Antiseptic Band-Aid on Instagram. Uh, You can find the uh, Twitter account for the show at aoaotpod at twitter.com. We have our uh, Pinecast website set up, which is 
aoaot.pinecast.co. We're also on iTunes and Spotify now, which is nice. That happened. Okay, uh, Milk here in the editing bay, just coming in with a couple extra details that I forgot about. Since the recording, I made a Discord server for the show for talking about uh, manga crap and animation, politics, leftist stuff, streaming. Uh, speaking of, a friend and artist of the show, uh, Charlie, bought me AOT Wings of Freedom for Christmas on Steam. So I uh, will be streaming that sometime in early Jan, no date or time just yet, because I live in Australia, so time zone coordination with the US and the UK is a bit fucking rough for everybody, but I'll uh, announce the uh, date on Twitter and in the Discord. Also the uh, outro is What a Wonderful World by Louis Armstrong, I forgot. This episode is coming out three days late, sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Fuck yeah. Yeah, I think... That's about everything. Um, fuck fascism. Uh, in, A-cab. We're all heretics. Uh, hashtag heret- Hashtag are you a heretic? <laughs> hashtag heresy. <laughs> <laughs> That's my fucking New Year's re- resolution, bro. I'm gonna become a big time heretic. I'm sorry, I just want to see outside the wall. That's all I want. I want to leave my fucking house. <laughs> Um, I'm just really excited to find out what is, you know, uh, at the ocean and if they can start. I like the idea that they just, they get to the ocean, they're like, damn, time to become salt merchants. <laughs> Finally, our dreams have come true. They leave the military to become capitalists. Exactly. Alright. Bye. I see skies of blue and clouds of white. The bright blessed day, the dark sacred night, and I think to myself, what a wonderful world. The colors of the rainbow. You've been listening to a good episode productions network podcast. See the website for more details.